So it is a little funny how I didn't expect it, but I started an industry that kind of took off, took manufacturing off the map. And I think this is an where I'm now an industry that could totally, let's say, put boats in ports, you know, reduce the need of them for DDC brands. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Honest Ecommerce. Today, I'm welcoming to the show Izzy Rosenswag. He's the founder and CEO of Portless. They help DTC and e-commerce brands ship orders directly from China right to their customers' doorsteps. Welcome to the show, Izzy. Super excited to be here, Chase. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. You got a pretty great one-liner there. But can you quickly... like, just What's the elevator pitch for Portless? Tell me a little bit more about what the business actually does. Yeah. Fundamentally, if you think about DDC brands in traditional way they do things, let's say they manufacture 10,000 t-shirts. They put on a boat. They can sell that inventory for 60 days stuck on the water. It comes over to the border. They're paying import duties because you're buying a lot at a time. Then you're bringing it to warehouse and then you're shipping to your customers and paying all the shipping fees. In our model, our fulfillment center is in China, so we could get your inventory two days after production. We could deliver it to your customer's front door within six days to the United States, fully local experience. Customer gets a USPS tracking number within one day, it looks like it's coming from New York or LA, but it gets delivered within six days to their front door, fully local experience. So the customer has the same experience, but as a brand, your lead time went from 60 to 90 days to three days. If your value of goods is under $800, it's duty-free in the United States, no container cost, and very competitive shipping rates starting at $4.49 um, to, for, let's say, a quarter pound, five eighty six for half a pound. Uh, and yeah, so savings right out the front door, plus much better cash flow, game-changing for DDC businesses. Well, that's amazing. So talk to me. Where'd this idea come from? What was going on? Yeah. So uh, honestly, it was uh, solving my own pain points. So I've been in e-commerce for ten over 10 years and doing cross-border for most of that. But the what we saw when I started uh, a consumer business called Browse, we were in the home kitchen space and, and a couple other uh, categories. But when I started, I was, it was painful. I, I started as bringing containers, one container at a time. Money was stuck. Whenever we sold something, we had to buy more. So money came in, but the money went right back out. And I couldn't convert that inventory for very often months at a time. And if something did really well, Let's say I brought a thousand units of a product during Christmas time. It sold out. I missed the season. So there's just so much of these pain points that I saw as a, as a brand. Then I got really lucky. I met the former CFO of Alibaba. He became an advisor and an investor. He introduced me to this evolving space of cross-border logistics. Now, that being said, in the early days, it wasn't a good experience. The first seven years of me doing this, you're looking at two-week delivery. There was Mandarin on the tracking number. Customers get very confused. What's going on? So it wasn't a great customer experience. But the last three years, because of the growth of this space, the efficiency became incredible, right? Under six days to the United States, even faster to Europe. Everything is a local experience. So we start doing that for ourselves. We're like, holy crap, not only are you having great crash flow, we're having better profit margins, but the customers have a great local experience. It really is an everyone wins situation. 
And then eventually what happened was our investors saying, hey, please talk talking to, please talk to our portfolio companies, the other portfolio companies. They need better cash flow like you guys. And we saw after a bit was to do what we did took us years of building infrastructure and legals. And we saw that there'll be a better opportunity for us to be the infrastructure play for thousands of DTC brands that manufacture in China. So the brand owns, owns the quality of goods, but the magic is in supply chain. How fast can you turn inventory to cash and, and reduce inventory risk altogether? Or it's November 3rd and you're sold of your best product. You don't need to lose the season. Go to your factory two days later or shipping it to your customer. That's amazing. All right. So I, I got to ask you from just kind of an entrepreneurial perspective and just how you thought about your career, you're building a business, you know, a pretty traditional direct consumer business. You're selling, you know, home goods, kitchenware, et cetera. Did you expect to become, you know, to build a SaaS and to just completely pivot away from what you were doing? You know what? To me, it was it was so much of a natural evolution, and I didn't right. I didn't even think it was going to be in the cross border business, right? I was originally starting as as uh, importing. I bring containers. Now, I'll, I'll give you a little funny context here. I started as bringing containers by shipping containers. Interesting enough, shipping containers actually disrupted manufacturing, which my family was in for sixty years. My grandfather started manufacturing business in the 1950s in Toronto, Canada. There were, everyone did really well those days. Then shipping containers in the 1980s came very industrialized. Came, you put everything in a container, they could load a container within a day, load a, a boat within a day or two. All of a sudden, imports start becoming competitive. Oh, crap. Like, what do we do? So either factories went out of business, got very niche, which my grandfather did and went on for many more years, or they actually saw the curve and they invested or partnered with factories overseas. So shipping containers disrupted manufacturing. And I got started in, with normal shipping containers. I'd bring a container at a time. I didn't expect to get into cross-border. But then I got introduced. Again, I got lucky I met right people. Start getting to cross-border logistics for another 10 years. And then I'm like, one second. Next stage, again, evolution happened on its own. We should be doing this for everyone. Let's help everyone do this. So it is a little funny how I didn't expect it, but I started an industry that kind of took off, took manufacturing off the map. And I think this is an where I'm now an industry that could totally, let's say, put boats in ports, you know, reduce the need of them for DDC brands. Hmm. It sounds like uh, your guys' name might have a little bit to do with that. <laughs> a little on the nose. Yeah, a little bit. Less ports, more, more planes. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. All right. All right. So as you kind of pivot towards this solving this bigger problem and realizing there's potentially a bigger market here and a better just use of your time, which is a very valuable resource. Um, when did you guys start to go all in on this on the portless idea? And do you still own Browse? Did you exit Browse? What's going on there? Great question. So we went all in probably about six months ago is when we went public with it. Prior to that, we got introductions. Now we shipped millions of shipments in our consumer business. So what we did for infrastructure, we did it at crazy scale. But we said, you know what, about six months ago, we're going to move from Browse to portless. We're now essentially 100% portless. We do browse now a couple products just to test new, new, new channels, new countries. We actually have a small beta in Vietnam right now. The idea is not China to consumer, it's factory to consumer. So I don't care in the future if you're manufacturing in Thailand, Vietnam, or China. We will have infrastructure there over the next, over the next little bit. So, uh, we use it as a testing thing, just a couple products. And then we onboard our customers after we nailed it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a fantastic 
tool to have in your toolbox from a SaaS perspective to have a brand that has all the kinks worked out that you can pilot these things with and, and figure those things out. Uh, you know, it, eat your own dog food, as they say. Exactly. We got to solve it, you know, go with the pain through ourselves and then onboard. Awesome. All right. So if I'm if I'm a brand out there and I'm listening to this show and I'm like, this all sounds really good, but like I don't know if it's for me. What are some like telltale signs of like what I'm doing for my business or types of products that I'm selling? You know, what what makes a good fit for Portless, I guess? Great question. So basically, a manufacturing in China. If you're if or majority of your products manufactured in China, because we could bring stuff in Vietnam, India, Thailand into China for you, which is very fast by boat in a couple of days. But let's just say manufacturing in China. Products need to be in the lighter end. The moment a product gets bulky or very heavy, this model doesn't really make sense. Because um, yes, there's efficient, you, you, reduce, you don't have cost of containers, you don't have cost of import duties for most brands that sell under ARR value. But if it's bulky, for us to put it on planes it gets very expensive. And the way this model works is we buy airspace every single day to every major hub. So it's going to London, Australia, Canada, US, as long as it's light, it goes in our pallets and we inject it into USPS. That could be LEX or D or JFK. But if your stuff are bulky, it gets a little too expensive for this to make sense. Gotcha. So um, I noticed you didn't give me like a hard and fast number on the weight, which means that it depends on your margins, etc. I can read between the lines. Exactly. But what would you say is kind of like uh, a rough line in the sand? Yeah, I would say under five pounds, there's a lot of opportunity. Above five pounds, we have a few of them, but usually their margins are really big. The AOV is like 500 bucks. They can afford to pay higher dollars. But on the lighter end, under five, and as it gets lighter, it gets really good. Uh, you know, under three, even better. Under two, even better. So apparel brands are great, cosmetic brands, accessory products. Those light products will crush this model. Absolutely. And then you said it before, but I want to ask again to get some clarity out there. You said something around the value of these products to help um, not escape, but not get those import duty charges. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that number again? Yeah. It's just not relevant to you. Yes. It's called Section 321. It's called Section 321, the de minimis. And that's not only the United States. Most countries in the world, Australia, if you bring an individual package under a thousand Australian dollars, import duty free, Europe, 150 euros. Uh, UK, 135 GBP. So every country has their threshold. But if you're doing individual package to your end customer, it is import duty free. And that is just money to your bottom line. So if your value of goods to the US is under $800, there's just opportunity besides your better cash flow to run a better margin business as well. Awesome. So if you're listening to this, your AOV is under 800 and your total package weight is under 10. I think you need to hit up Izzy and his team just to have them pitch you see what see what they might be able to work out for you. All right. So I've got I've got another question here, right? So we're we're in the age of Amazon, Amazon Prime. Everybody's like, get this thing to my door in three days, right? Yeah. You know, how what's your how do you combat that? What's what's what are you seeing in the market? How how do you address that when I know it's a pain point during your sales process? Great, great question. So first of all we, we look at it at two perspectives. A as a brand, there's a reason why you're selling on your own website and not on Amazon. If your product's a commodity, very often you put it on Amazon. Now, if a product, if a brand for whatever reason does Amazon as well, we could do FBA injections. We can help you with FBA injections. We don't do that as a core business. But if we have your logistics business, we will do injection for you. So never has to go to 3PL then Amazon. We could just send it through, through fast boat or traditional boat right to Amazon itself. But let's say your website, you want to offer Express 
anyone off the standard. So what we've seen our customers do is they make it into a profit center. They'll be like, hey, our standard is the 499, which is let's say a three to seven day delivery. But our express, which is whatever next day delivery is 999. And what they do is they keep a fraction of their inventory. And I know from the brands that we see, usually it's about 10% that chooses express and you can make more money on that. So you can be like standard, either it's free or it's 499. And then you can reduce your inventory from 100% to 10% and have less inventory needs locally and fulfill that express if, if that's what your customers want. It amazes me when I have assumptions about business models and brand. So that's what I wrote down here. I was like, is anybody doing yeah. like a hybrid thing where they keep some of their stuff local yeah. and then you have an and it's you pay for faster shipping. Exactly. And then the rest of it goes through a a, a slightly slower thing. And I think that's a fantastic way to approach it. Be like, can't wait. You know, hundred you know, I would say for most brands, you're gonna do free shipping, right? At that yeah. longer threshold and say, can't wait, pay X dollars to get it in three days. Exactly. And then very often prior to that, they didn't have the, sl the slower option. I mean, tier one cities is three days, but let's say six days. And all of a sudden people are choosing, they're choosing their path. And they're like, okay, I'll pay a little more profit center. And there's one other area that we didn't like tackle and I think is super important, which is globalization. So historically customers be like, hey, uh, I got to put a container on every continent. That's so painful. And we have customers that used to do that. All of a sudden, instead of having products stuck in Australia, Canada, Europe, and the US, it's one inventory hub in China, in our film center in China, and 40 virtual warehouses. Every country we ship local experience. Royal Mail, Australia Post, Canada Post, DHL, Germany. All local experiences. Customers never know it came from outside the country. They never need to pull out a credit card on delivery. So then, so there's those customers which are like, oh my gosh, that just simplified my supply chain. Then there's other customers that never went outside the US and they're like, oh, it's scary. Well, why is it scary? Well, shipping from US to Australia is 30 bucks. That is a lot of money. With us, it's seven. Well, uh, how does it work with duties? What if, let's say, sales tax? We have a software that does all that for you. We'll calculate the right tax per country. We'll, you'll collect it. We'll invoice it and we'll file for you. So you have to do nothing. You literally just have to turn Shopify markets and you're going international with literally no, no extra pain points on your end. Uh, just better cash flow. International should be 30% of your business. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was just talking to a, uh, a prospect yesterday that might start working with our agency. And uh, we were talking about internationalization and, you know, what was that percentage of their business? And it was, it was less than what you're saying, you know, where it should be now. Um, but it, it also got into the questions about creating uh, more specific experiences. Mm -hmm. And if you're creating a web experience that is, say, in German, oh, yeah. the shipping experience matching that, I think, just elevates everything across the board. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, you have normal shipping rates. You have a local translation experience. And what we see customers very do often, they'll just open Shopify markets. They'll see where the data... Because CPMs are cheap in these countries, right? So marketing is efficient. So they'll start saying, oh, wait, Germany's spiking. Now let's invest into translation. So there's like a real good like macro than micro approach to, to international play. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what I said. I was like, hey, what's the best markets? Like, let's yeah. just do a chart and 80-20, focus on the best one and then just start going down the list. Yeah. Uh, Izzy, we've touched on uh, quite a lot today. Is there anything I didn't ask you about that you think would resonate with our audience? Um, I think one area that we see currently our customers really moving to us at very fast rates, because we can onboard a customer within days. Like you reach out to us, there's a Shopify app. Well, how do we integrate? 
If you're on Shopify, we have a Shopify app. Within 15 minutes, you're integrated. It's basically a location. You map what products you want to send to us and you send products to us. And then you're essentially live. So integration is about a 15, 20 minute Shopify app download integration. We do it over a Zoom. You have everyone is English speaking on your account manager, your, the people in China. You're all in a Slack group. We do Slack Connect. You're talking like a, a text conversation during setup and then your support team to our support team if, if they needed to ask us questions. And then, uh, so integration is super, super easy. And for Q4, what we're seeing, which is really interesting, people are in production, but factories delayed. Oh man, I'm going to miss Christmas. I'm going to miss Halloween. No, you don't need to miss Halloween. You can reach out. We can connect. Within 15 minutes, you're set up. Two days later, we have your inventory. We're shipping to your customers. So, or if you sell out, don't lose that opportunity. Lost sellout is actually lost revenue. If you connect us within days, you could be live and your factory going back into production and capture capture the season. That's amazing, Izzy. Uh, that's fantastic. So I'm listening to this and you're like, you know what, Chase? This is a great bonus episode. I actually learned something and I want to reach out to Izzy and the team at Portless. What do I do? What where do I reach out? Awesome. Yeah, portless.com. Go check out portless.com. We got tons of information there, case studies, understanding more of how it works. You can submit a form. You go right to our, 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 our sales team. We'll book a call with you right away. Plus, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm always posting content around supply chain, cash flow, inventory management. Uh, DM me there. We'll respond to you. I'll respond to you ASAP. Awesome. Izzy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Chase. This is awesome. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io. Until next time.